everybody. Welcome to Pedal Pushers. This is episode eight. I'm your host, Zach. And it's Matthew. It's Matthew time. Yeah, it's Matthew time. I thought you were my lackey. Yeah, well, that was last week. Oh, now okay. it's just Matthew time. <laughs> lackey Everybody's no getting into their car. And they're firing up the pod whenever they listen to it, and they're going, it's Matthew time. That's right. Yeah, so that's great. Would it make us uh, any bumper music that you can think of out there, internet lands? We'd make love some, that. Yeah. Make some tunes. It'd be fun. So um, what do we got going on this week, brother? We'll do we we catching up, right? Yeah. Is that what we do first? I think so. You yeah. always got to catch up. There's too many podcasts and too many like routines you have to keep track of. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, we don't have to have too many hard bits. That's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We can if you want to. As long to. as we have one good hard bit. And We've I got think one good be. hard bit every episode. Everything, yeah, we can you mix it up a little bit. We don't have to do like a, a, a hard set schedule for every episode. Okay. We can mix it up if we want to. Sure. Well, yes. uh, how are you? I'm terrific. You're always terrific. I am. And, yeah. I'm, and it, it is genuine. I am terrific. I feel like I'm the luckiest man on the face of this earth. <laughs> I have such a great family. I have a wonderful job. My dad... And uh, and Kathy uh, just moved to to Nashville. They got here two days ago, and they got their keys to their house today. It's a and it's an, an embarrassment of riches. No sweet. one should have as much of a wonderful life as I do. It's Man. really great. Now that it all the really listeners is. are feeling truly bad about themselves, I'm just saying that to make people feel bad. I just I am generally a happy person. Well, good. Yeah. Uh, How are you? I'm fine. Uh, we got we put a our logo on the door. It's a big deal, man. That felt like a big deal. It is. And um, just burning through the builds and, and yeah. oh, 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 this weekend, uh, well, by the time this comes out, this will have already happened, but I get to go meet Adam Savage. That's uh, that's your guy. Yeah. So I'm going to the Indianapolis Comic Con. This all happened very, really, was this Monday? It was like, yes. Yeah. I like found out about it. And then um, I asked Morgan, I was like, can we go to this? <laughs> And she's like, yeah, sure. And so we're driving up. I bought tickets for Saturday. Yeah. And I'm going to wait in line and meet him. And then I have like a photo op where we get to take pictures together uh, or just like one like professional photo. Yes. And uh, just going to show Graham and Morgan like a comic convention. Hey, that'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. Anybody anybody else of note going to be there that you're that you're interested in? I mean, uh, oh, Ron Perlman's there. Hey, that's cool. Which is cool. Yeah, Ron uh, Perlman's awesome. I love Hellboy. Ask um, him about Beauty and the Beast. Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> that was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I just, I, I'm most excited, I mean, obviously to see Adam, but then to, um, uh, like see all the costumes. So yeah, yeah, the cosplay. Yeah. We're, we're, we're dressing up in full Ghostbuster regalia. You have to. So, Absolutely. But, um, but apart from that, I'm good. I'm just, uh, trying to uh save my money because later this month we're going to disney for graham's wow. birthday so it's going to be an expensive and graham already knows right yeah yeah it was going to be a surprise you're going to like do like the scared straight thing you just wake yeah. him up and like come on bitch get in the car we're going to disney but yeah. you but you told him yeah i mean yeah. he was sick and like he knew something was going on so yeah. we just told him that's great but uh, what do we got this week, Matthew? Well, uh, there was big news in the guitar world. Big news. Yeah, big news here in Nashville because there are, uh, you know. Big news. <laughs> and and so we thought we would talk about it because it's on a lot of people's mind is that Cesar has taken over Gibson. That's right. He is the interim CEO. The interim CEO. And then what's his other title? President. President, yeah. And like artist. <laughs> no some, big deal. Some like, like product development. Like, I, I, I can't remember. pull up the press I'm release. pull up the press release. So. It's a big deal. Back in 2018, I believe it was, uh, I think Cesar and JC kind of came in at the same time. Yeah. It was announced that they were going to be the guys that were taking over Gibson, and everybody was excited because we were hoping that we would see a new era and, you know, uh, we would see a, a, an industry giant come back to prominence. So yeah. people would be excited about it. And five years later, uh, JC is is leaving the company, mm-hmm. and now Cesar is the undisputed man over at Gibson. Yeah, and there's no uh, clear indication. I got to open my can because I'm going to throw. Go stuff. for it. Right, Get in there. Oh. Woo! Oh, yeah. I'll open mine at the same time here. Let's go. You know how to get the angle. Well, you know, I am a professional. This professional is my whole bit. Opener. This is my whole thing. It's one of my hard bits. <laughs> Um, okay. So the one thing that no one is too sure about is what happened. Yeah. Why is JC going? And you said, you know, CEO type, 
maybe he's just ready to do something different. They just move on. Yeah. You know, I mean, they just every five years they go somewhere, they take a, uh, a, a business where they can uh, get it mm-hmm. and they're ready to tackle something new. Yeah. It could be, it could be something. And that's as, as reckless speculation as you can get. We, I mean, have, we have some friends here and there uh, at Gibson, but we don't know anything that's going on. Yeah, and, and like, I think the, the, the first inclination most people have is, oh, something bad had to happen. Oh, yeah. But, I, I mean, like, sometimes it's so much more innocuous than that. It's yes. boring, like, yes. eh, you know, time for something new. Time for something new. So well, I should know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I but think- it is fascinating because of the changes that Gibson's made over the last five years mm-hmm. with uh, with those guys at the helm, and then sort of seeing some of the things that Cesar has done recently, mm-hmm. and then kind of, again, reckless speculation about what that all means for the future. So I thought that's what kind of what we talk about, is kind of recklessly speculate what's happening, and then talk a little bit about what we think this means for Gibson, mm-hmm. and then we could talk a little bit about what we would do if we had the keys that's right to gibson guitars yeah i think the title of this episode should be we we, bought gibson yes (laughs) question mark (laughs) question mark whoa that Um, pedal game stronger than i thought yeah we got that cash for gibson oh my gosh yeah Yeah. hold on i gotta go get all the paperwork out of my bugatti (laughs) oh oh man that was yours yeah it was nice no so zach Mm. reckless speculation obviously we don't know what's going on but it is interesting to me i think the most interesting part about it Interim CEO. Yeah. Right? So that means he's not key, he's not taking that job. Right. Yet. Unless they decide to just name him full-time CEO at some point. Yeah. Yeah, because right. I'm reading the press release a little bit. And yeah. So JC was the president and the CEO. Yes. Um, but one thing that was interesting is, and, and we talked about this, is that over the past couple years, yeah. you, like, like JC was in the forefront. Yeah. Uh, well, not entirely, but he was definitely a face that people would recognize as yes. associated with Gibson. And over the past couple of years, um, he's sort of taken a step back and let Cesar um, kind of be the the face of it. Which is it's like the whole like the whole transition's been interesting mm-hmm. because it was like it started strong, and then Mark Agnesi got hired, and that whole situation with the play authentic thing happened. Yes. And the hostage video. The hostage video, as I call it. One of the greatest days of my life. And (laughs) um, it seems like, you know, everything else kind of took a step back after that happened. I mean, as it should. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it was kind of Cesar that took the reins and started becoming the face of... of I think he absolutely does. And I think that's the interesting part about this is that it does feel a little bit like Cesar's is positioning himself as, you know, the like the undisputed man over at Gibson. Like, you know, right. you think about the different companies out there that have a guy like that. And, you know, Fender has a CEO mm-hmm. who, you know, who's that? I don't know. Can't remember his name offhand. But Cesar wants to be visible. Yeah. He wants to be out there in front of this whole thing. You know, more like somebody like Paul Reed Smith is. Right. And yeah. somebody, or any any other companies like, you know, John Sir or, you know, whoever it is. People that like own companies and then have like that, like I'm gonna do interviews, I'm gonna be on videos, I'm gonna, you know, Josh Scott and yeah. JHS and you know, all these guys. Me. Yes, you very much. <laughs> no matter what size it is, it's it's a it's a different it's a different tactic, yeah. right? Well and it's and something it, that Gibson has yeah. n- never done before. I mean, Henry was kind of around, but yeah. not everybody knows who capacity. Ted McCarty is. Yeah, but, but everybody I mean, knows that because of Paul Reed Smith. Yeah, you know, yeah, really. But, but the, so it's an interesting sort of play, you know, here that, you know, as Gibson's going forward and is 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 kind of shaping the future of what Gibson Guitars is going to be, that you could you know follow Cesar on Instagram and have a good idea of what's going on. Yeah, I mean, you know about products before they get launched if you follow Cesar. Oh, absolutely. Because he teases everything. The yeah. man is a is a is a. a a sieve of information. It's terrific. And obviously yeah. he doesn't have to ask anybody probably. Well, now he definitely doesn't. No, no. But it is yeah. like, it's an interesting thing, which I think to me as a, as a business person and someone that's run a guitar company and is looking to where things are going in the future, you know, you got to have somebody that is that person. Oh, like, yeah. I was that person for Novo. Yeah. And that was an obvious thing. And people knew that. And I think that, you know, that's sort of you know where Cesar sees himself, and I think it's a good move for them. 
I do too. Yeah. I think that it makes a lot of sense because, um, I mean, what Cesar has done in the past year or so is definitely been, uh, I, I don't, I, I like a refocusing a bit on yeah. like what he's interested in. And yes. I mean, like, I think well, go, go through that a little bit. So like to, to, to do like the abbreviated version of, of everything that happened, you know, they, they kind of nixed a lot of the lineup that it's, Gibson had. It's very tight now. Yeah. And they, they really slimmed everything down to be a concise, you know, there's the vintage things and I guess they're still doing some of the modern. There's a, f- a few less Pauls, but not much. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what Cesar has been doing recently is, um, trying to push all of the like heavy metal and hard rock crowd yes um into the forefront which you know Gibson has done in the past with slash and and yeah. you know all I mean they've used all these people in marketing campaigns before sure. but now like they're getting signature guitars and you know Epiphone and Gibson models and all this stuff yes. but it it kind of seems like his main focus is just pushing up the things he really likes, which is, is good. And, and, and someone has to do that, but yeah. it, it, it's been an interesting thing to watch from the outside in part of the community. Cause all yeah. people seem to be talking about is the fact that it's the Dave Mustaine, Kirk, Kirk Hammett, uh, I mean, it's all Adam Jones, Adam Jones, so much Adam. Jones. Yeah. Adam. I mean, it's really those guys. Cause like slash is still there and they're doing, of course, but slash will forever be. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. He's a, yeah. He's a mainstay. But it, you know, like there's been a a kind of a shift in, you know, where when uh, I had money to buy Gibsons, yes, it was all about um, only a Gibson is good enough. That was like the mm-hmm. marketing campaign, mm-hmm. and and it was just like this heritage and this 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 history factor, yes, and then slash, and then. That was kind of it. Yeah. And now... And there would be new guys. Like, there's tons of Joe Bonamassa stuff. Oh, and Joe. Of course. Don't Joe. forget Joe. And But I do think that there's a difference between, like, doing, like, kind of the, the, the 50s and 60s guys versus kind of zeroing in on, like, the late 70s and 80s. Yeah. Like, pre-slash era. Like, this... And not necessarily when that music came out, but the guitars that those guys played. Yeah. Because all the Adam Jones stuff is all Norlin era, Silver Burst stuff. Yeah. And like Cesar loves that stuff, mm-hmm. and like that's that's stuff that people would have ignored, or right. said it's too heavy and it's sandwich bot. You know all the all the things that you hear about those guitars. It it only mattered if it was like the thing that yeah. Adam Jones or like Randy Rhodes or yeah. Ace Frehley played, and, and sort of bringing those back to the forefront. I think is a is an interesting thing. But yeah, yeah, I think it is like it's very obvious because you know Cesar will post a lot of videos of himself playing mm-hmm. and he's playing Metallica riffs and Megadeth riffs and he's, yeah. you know, doing concerts and he's on stage all the time. It's like, it's a, but it is, it is a very much like kind of getting away from, uh, I would say blues dad. Yeah. And, and being hard rock and heavy metal. It's still not modern. It's still no. like, it's still vintage acts. It's still like, right. like, le- like legacy acts, but it's, it's more, you know, focused. Yeah. On a very specific kind of thing. And it's interesting to see that because, you know, I think a lot of people, I mean, it's, it's the same trend of, you know, when we are are getting into this age that we're at now in our, our late 30s and early to mid 40s, mm-hmm. like we're starting to see stuff that's appealing to us because marketing people know, like we're coming into the, the point of our lives where we're able to afford, afford some of this stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know. All that to say, you know, they still have Gibson Custom, which is only really appealing to the, you know, the cork sniffers and stuff yeah. like, like me. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I mean, they're still making as many R9s as they can. Oh, yeah. And that's that's a, that is is for all those guys. And they still mm-hmm. make the signature models of all the most of the heavy hitters that they've done over the years. Yeah. For the most part, I guess. For the most part. I mean, like I'd... they just had a big BB King one come out. Yeah. As well. Yeah. 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 And they, they did the they did a. Uh, Chuck Berry won a few years ago. Yeah. So, like, they've had all the, the classic. Yeah, and I don't think that guys. that means that Cesar is going to ignore that stuff. No, and I mean, like, let, let's face it. Like, take away the Kirk Hammett aspect of the Greeny Les Paul. I think that launch, Yeah. say what you will, like, you know, it was insanely expensive. It was insane. Because it could be. Like, let's face it. That's the only reason that guitar 
cost that much. Like Brazilian rosewood, I'm sure costs a little bit more. Yeah. But you're pricing it because you're seeing what what can I get for this? Yeah. What are people willing to pay? Mm-hmm. And and yeah. it was a package, and you got to meet Kirk, and you got to like do a thing, and that's that's awesome. That's really cool. Um, but um, that to me, that's even though that has been Kirk's guitar for some time now, it's it's still like people moan about it, like like oh they only care, but you know Cesar and everyone there knows that's still. Gary Moore's guitar mm-hmm. and Peter Green's guitar, of course. So, like, well, they're all the names are on the case. Yeah, also, I mean, I, I'm yeah. sure that's how the case probably is. Yeah, the real case is probably sprayed. Yeah, and it is funny. I think so. As as good a job as they did on that guitar, yes. Um, it, the case still kind of like this this the printing on it. I, I wish they just spray painted it. Like actually spray painted mm-hmm. it, like have somebody do that. Yeah, like made a, a proper like stencil because you know they didn't make that many, and I, I feel like they should have like made a proper stencil, spray painted it, and then distressed that because the printing on it it looks too nice. It, it looks, looks too nice. It doesn't look. That's funny. Spray painted, <laughs> but but detail I mean, detail man over here. I mean I don't so, know. Like if you're gonna go, I'm just saying if you're going you're that go mile, well. yeah, like. You know, you, you get a can of Krylon, that's like, that probably would do all those cases, yeah. you know? <laughs> Somebody could knock that out pretty quick. You yeah. got a lot of guys working over they at the They got Gibson vinyl factory. cutters. They, I know they do. They can do that. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about, like, you know, what does this mean for the future of Gibson? What have yeah. you seen from Cesar? Like, how do you feel about it? Like, a big, you know, thing that was uh, a big important thing when he took over with JC five years ago was quality. Yeah. Right. That they got like everybody's like Gibsons are, are not top tier. There's quality issues, this and that. Like, I feel like I don't hear about that as much anymore. Am I am I wrong there? No, I I, th- I think I think there is still that black mark on yeah. the brand. I don't know yeah. if they'll ever recover from it. Yeah. And I think most of it is bullshit. Oh, there you go. Um, I think, you know, you're judging these people that are that are saying all this stuff. Are going to a guitar center, probably, mm-hmm. or Sam Ash or some big box music store yep. where the guitar has been hanging for God knows how long, yep. played by who knows how many people. Uh-huh. And like that, so many times, sweet child of mine. Yeah. And it <laughs> it will mess them up. Yeah. Uh, now, granted, there's finishing issues, there's little things, but like <sighs> Fender's not perfect either. Yeah. The only place, the only company I think that can really say, as far as like a mass production, scale that can say they're perfect is paul reed smith like you think so from guitar to guitar like i don't know if i like at that at a size of that because i'd say callings but they don't make nearly as many guitars as those guys other guys do yeah well and also i mean to be fair like the majority of like the gibson usa les pauls which are set neck mahogany uh, maple cap guitars are 27.99 yeah which that would be at least 1500 bucks more if you wanted a prs Mm-hmm. That was that style of guitar. Oh yeah, like yeah. a McCarty or a single, uh, a single cut five nine four is like forty three hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, for like a, minimum. Yeah, yeah. for a, a so that model. price is really good. Uh, yeah, if and, you get a good one. Yeah, and with, and and I know, do think that they trademark retro. If you get a good one, <laughs> I mean, I do think that there are that that you know every every brand has problems, but when you're producing that many guitars, I think for the most part they're making great stuff and i was at a guitar center once this was after the new slash ones had come out and he had done like this finish in like a red burst yeah um he was like you know one of the snake pit style guitars and uh this guy was like oh look at this this finish work is terrible and it had sunken into the flame which yeah like nitro can do that you know, if if it's not cured fast enough or long, or, you know, it mm-hmm. it will sink. And I think, I mean, old ones did that sometimes. Like mm-hmm. if you look at a vintage gold top, yeah, you can see the flame because the finish is like kind of sunk into yeah. it. And I, like he was just going on. I was like, dude, that's just finished sink. Like this things happen. It's not like Gibson's crap. It's just like it's a normal part of guitar production. Yeah. And he was like, (laughs) but like, I don't know. And I understand for a lot of people, anything over the $2,000 mark, it's a lot of money. It is. But Gibson's have always been that much money when adjusted for inflation. Mm -hmm. A 1959 Les Paul, which, by the way, didn't come with a case. Uh, didn't even come with a bag. It was a guitar. It was a guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, a guitar with a case was like three hundred and fifty dollars, and when adjusted, is around 
There you go. Keeping the price consistent. I mean, like, I don't know. But I I think they've gotten over that stigma quite a bit. Um, I just don't think I hear about it nearly as much. Whether it's true or not, whether it was just sort of marketing that they said they were going to improve things and that they they, they did. But, you know, and I've played a decent amount of new ones that have come around and they're all pretty good. Yeah. Like, I I haven't played a bad one in a long time. No, and even, like... Even in the end of the Henry J era, I don't think I played many that were like outright bad. Yeah, you know. But I think what they're doing is good, and they're pushing the direction of the quality well, think, of the guitars. I think, yeah, I think that, and um, then also the the simplification. Like if you go onto the website, I think it's pretty easy to understand. Yeah, like what you would want to get. Yeah, if you got something like everything is like the cost of it, why it costs that much. For the most part, you know, mm-hmm. if it's not like a custom shop artist model kind of thing where there's a price, there's a big price bump. But, you know, for the most part, I think that that works is it's simplified and it's it's kind of easy to follow, which I really like. Yeah. And I think they I think what they've done uh, stripping all the models back has been the uh, the thing that everyone was asking for. Yeah. And that's just really, really smart. But um but moving on. Yeah, so what else is what else for the future of Gibson? Like what else do you think like what I want to get into is like what not what you would do, but what do you think's going to happen? Based I, on what Cesar's been doing, like what's next? What do you think's going to happen? I don't you know, that's that's the thing that feels so up in the air to me because I don't I don't know. Like I I think they're going to do I think the kind of going back to what I was saying. Yeah. The the greenie was a proof of concept. And I think we're going to see more of those, more of that, basically a resurgence of the collector's choice thing that mm-hmm. trickles down to where maybe they'll do, uh, cause like the, the production run grainy is like three grand mm-hmm. and it's essentially a Les Paul standard faded. Yes. Um, no pick guard, no pick guard and uh, like matte finish. Yeah. Um, you know, so, and I, I, I assume that that's going to be the trend we see beginning. Like so, like a, if you pick another famous Les Paul, yeah, you know, Pearly Gates, and then do uh, the same, do a same thing, a big, big fancy eye. one, yeah, yeah, and then kind of keep going until you can buy a, a production kind of version of that guitar. Yeah, and I mean, I, I don't know, but I think you know, the biggest thing like that I can think about is just the things I hope to see. But yeah. what they're going to do, I feel like. Uh, I feel like that's really up in the air. Well, well, here's here's something that I think that we've talked about before, and I know this is a, always a big topic for people to bring up. Gibson is, you know, and this you know could be seen as a knock on Cesar is focusing so much on artists and especially artists whose heyday was a while ago. Yeah, knowing yeah. and and how does Gibson get new players in there? That aren't a fan of any of these guys. Now they're making new fans all the time, right? Sure, yeah, you know of course. What I mean? If in and you know these bands are still selling out arenas and stadiums wherever they go, so you know obviously they've got to have new fans in order to do that. But you know that's always a knock on them is that like who are, are young people playing Gibsons? Do they like Gibsons? Like, does it? Does how do how do, you, how do they go about that? Yeah, and and that's the thing that I don't know if because the only lens I can look at this through is through my own yeah. history as a guitar player. And I remember for me, um, because I grew up adoring all this music that my father loved and, yeah. it, and, and even that was happening at the time, like Gibson and, uh, to a lesser extent, PRS were like this upper yeah. echelon yeah. that you only could dream and aspire to. Yeah. And I don't know if that's going to be the case for the majority of guitarists coming up yeah. right now, because so many players, that are popular, um, yeah. aren't really playing Gibson. I mean, not to say that, you know, Metallica or Joe Bonamassa aren't popular, but in the grand scheme of things, yeah. the influencers of pop culture and music yeah. typically aren't playing Gibson. Well, but who? But I think this is another, you know, uh, huge part of this conversation, which is that who are the needle movers when it comes to selling gear? Yeah. And there isn't really necessarily a lot of big ones you know, gun. You know, playing stuff for those other, you know, brands either. Yeah, I mean, it's right. only John Mayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, crickets. Taylor Swift, Taylor, maybe. Taylor uh, Swift's playing Gibsons on this this tour. Okay, she's playing Gibson. Oh acoustics. yeah, she's playing lots of Gibson acoustics uh, on this tour. I mean, I don't know who are the guitar players that 
Yeah. So that's that's know, always but, something that I think about where it's like, hey, just go ahead and make sure that the next person that is has like pop culture stardom and is also a guitar player plays Gibson. Like, yeah. just go ahead and do that, Cesar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Figure, figure that out. When it's like that is something that is incredibly difficult. To, I mean, the Slash fell in their lap 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Which. You know, like that's the kind of thing that, like, you know, you don't, you can't plan. No. And you can see people out there and you can go, I want to be a part of that. I need to get in there. I'm going to go hunt that person down and say, I need this person playing my guitars because I think, you know, you could try. Yeah. But, you know, I do think, though, that, like, if you look at some of the other brands like Fender or PRS, it's like throwing a lot of, you can throw a lot of weight into people Mm -hmm. that are, even if they're not all the way there in popularity. Because it looks good to like have some new blood. Yeah, and I think that that is something that that all the other brands are, are doing really well. You know that up and coming artists, just talented musicians, yeah, can get some sort of sponsorship. I mean, you know, I, I think it's I'm so happy that McKinley now has this thing with Ernie Ball. Yes, and like you know he's gigging, but he is not currently a full time musician, but yet. Mm-hmm. He has this artist agreement with uh, one of the most recognizable guitar yep. companies in the world. So I think those are the things that Gibson needs to do because one of the things that we've seen or that I've seen recently in the YouTube space is a push from like other companies really trying to get people to play their gear. And, and the, uh, the one I see the most is Heritage. I've seen them pop up way more. Yeah, and it's because they're doing a really serious, you know, marketing push. They got a lot of cash behind that brand, too. Yeah, but, I mean, that's what it's going to take, and and it makes sense. I mean, the only bad thing about Heritage is uh, a lot of people who might not know would immediately confuse it for a Gibson, so maybe Gibson doesn't have to worry about it too much. (laughs) Smoky bar. I mean, mean, honestly, you know, you see an H150... Yeah, if you and, don't know and maybe guard. and maybe this is just you know I follow GibsonGuitar.com. I mean Gibson Guitar. All, I try to follow all the, the accounts that I possibly can, and they might be like you know posting about younger artists that are using their stuff, and I'm just you know doom scrolling all the time, and yeah. I'm not noticing it. So I'm not accusing them of that. Mm-hmm. I just think that there's like I mean that's like it's like kind of a putting a cart before the horse thing. Like how do you kind of get in there and make this a big deal either before they're a big deal or you're part of helping. Make them a big deal. Yeah, yeah. That's. Right? I mean, that's got to be such a huge focus for for a brand and something that. I mean, maybe we need to look at more uh, as as a pedal company. But yeah. I, I, you know, I. So I've I've had conversations with Cesar. Um, I once uh, I've talked to him m- multiple times, but I hung out with him and Rhett at the Gibson Garage. And one of the things that that I was talking about was you have to be able to market to these people who don't necessarily want to play their father's guitar yeah or their grandfather's guitar that's yeah and and you know and he was saying well we got these new people like you know and it was damon smartest i'm like yeah that's that's great but those are all people playing their father or their grandfather's especially if these are younger kids style music so yes you know how do you i see what you're saying so they're they're playing their music is is vintage. Uh, yeah, They're I mean, not, like yeah. Marcus King, yeah. young artist, talented artist, plays Gibsons. But like, if you heard that, like, I heard a Marcus King song at Edley's and was like, "What is this old, you know, rock and yeah. roll song?" Like, I which don't I, know. Which might be a compliment to him. Well, it, I mean, it is, but also, like, I I think that Gibson, uh. I mean, maybe is this getting into the what unsolicited and shitty advice would we give Cesar? <laughs> yes, um, I think they really need to focus on creating those instruments that something probably new or oh something that they haven't done in a long time and market it to well, these up and comers. That is that is the million dollar question and something that I think I I, I I always go back to with Fender and Gibson is like, how do you come up with something new that isn't going to be just absolutely laughed out of existence? Right. Yeah. Whoa. Jeez. Whoa. I just uh, felt that from over here. Yeah. Sorry about that, everybody. But yeah, but how do you do that? I think Gibson has a way harder time 
then Fender has it this. Well, and, and I, Fender does come out with some wacky stuff every once in a while. They do. And sometimes it's it's stinky and everyone's like, yeah. And then sometimes they can kind of stick around. But nothing that's going to like break through the like the core, you know, guitar vibes that we've got. Right. Like what's what's like the last, you know. Well, I've talked about this so many times and I talked about this to Cesar where I said, yeah. you know, you need to bring back the Melody Maker series. And make them cool because they were cool. And that, like, the, there's the Les Paul style, the double cut, um, the weird double cut that has like an eggy body, mm-hmm. um, and then the SG. And, the, and those melody makers basically have like a Mustang style pickup. Yeah. Because um, what Fender did is like well, they took their Mustang style guitars and just made them simpler. They got yeah. that atrocious bridge off of it. Um, short scale fans, come at me. I don't care. The come bridge at me, sucks. Bro. Um, they put, you know, like a P90 model, like mm-hmm. all that. They made these simple, like stripped down guitars that they are paint them, painted them all like banana yellow. Yeah. They paint, paint them bright colors. And I think that's kind of what Gibson needs to do. And Cesar, to his credit, he said, it won't cost us any different to make a melody maker guitar in, in America versus making like a Les Paul Jr. And I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Because like the, the cost of manufacturing that guitar mm-hmm. is nil. Like in comparison to something that these people might not want, yeah, and are, is already pressed at a point when you're trying to make something that you would argue is a budget, more beginner yeah. entry level yeah. model for for a heritage brand like this. So let me let me flip the script just slightly and say, what what would be the problem if if Cesar just says, you know, rock and roll had its run, 1954 to 2004, yeah. I'm just going to, and I I do pick 2004 for a reason, but I don't know if this show is long enough for me to get into it because I have theories on everything. Well, maybe we'll have a an episode about Matthews, <laughs> but 1954, Bill Haley, and the comments rock around the clock till 2004, American Idiot and the iPod. All right. Okay. So yeah. there, that's right. that's the difference, right? And rock and roll just does it. You know, we love it. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of great bands still making music, still touring. But pop culture wise, it's dead. Oh yeah, it's not. It's not penetrating things. It, it's the soundtrack to commercials and yes. like crap. But TV it's shows. not. It's not. So the point is, is that if you're Cesar and you're saying I'm stewarding this ship and I need Gibson to be as profitable mm, and, yeah. and 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 as 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 solid as possible, yes, you have to start thinking about the future mm-hmm. and what this looks like. But also, if you're like, wow, like there's millions of people that want these guitars yeah. that are made from 1954 you know or I, I you know that listen to rock and roll from that era to now like if i focus on giving those people what they want and saying this is what people want out of gibson like how long is it until that well runs dry well that's kind of like going back to the video that Rhett made about like what happens to all these vintage guitars when the boomers die you know in a way because i mean yeah. this is like not as extreme of a thought it's when jim ursay dies (laughs) (laughs) oh man um but you know when when when, uh, you know like our parents are gone yeah like our age folks are going to be the last hope probably to to keep those sort of things in, in 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 rotation you know yeah because like i don't know well, I think that's that. It's it's an interesting thing because you got you you, and that's that is the question whether or not you can spend the 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 time and the money that it would take to try to innovate, right, and come up with new models and new des- designs and new things to market all kinds of new people. Or if you go, you know what you like, you like a, a Sunburst Les Paul. Well, and yeah. I'm going to make a several versions of it at several different price points. And you buy the one that you want. Well, and I think, I don't think that Gibson can ever get away from that. I don't think they could ever stop making Sunburst Les Pauls. And nor should they. Nor should they. But I do think that they need to reach back in their catalog because they have some really cool shapes. Um, Shapes that a lot of people are making copies of and are doing well and they're popular. The Dunnable stuff is very much a Gibson RD. Yeah. Um, uh, they made the Victory guitar, which is like their super strat, and it's it's like an offset 
like big cutaway, but a really cool guitar shape. Mm-hmm. And like there's there's potential to pull from that back catalog, which they've shown they want to do. I mean, they've, there's been, you know, like, of course, there's a satellite lawsuit about yeah. the, the Cornette yep. um, Epiphone thing. And then they release their own, which is like, you know, I don't know. I get it. That's That was their shape. Whatever. You know, I know it's a fight about a name and all this stuff, but, yeah. you know, whatever. But at, at the end of the day, they're going to have to do something to be able to appeal to a new audience. And hopefully that audience, if, if you know, if, if they make these guitars, mm-hmm. will then say, you know what, maybe I do need that Les Paul. Maybe I do need that Explorer well, Yeah, SG. I mean, that is always the, the hope is yeah. that you start them out at, at, at the the you know lower priced one and then they get used to playing that style of guitar i mean i still go back to you know matthew looking at musicians friend catalogs yeah and staring at it and seeing the 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 mexican strat which was 299 and then the les paul i think was 399 or the maybe ep- it was an epiphone an epiphone yeah. les paul and going like oh man which one am i gonna get right you're like oh les paul's expensive man yeah. And they had like a heritage cherry sunburst and a gold top and a, a black yeah. or ebony or whatever they call it. And that's it. <laughs> and that was it. And it was great. Right. And like you like that's a fateful choice mm-hmm. that will like, you know, set you down on a path, you know, depending on, uh, you know, how your playing goes. But yeah. so I think it's like but then I, you know, as the guitar manufacturer brain clicks on uh-huh. and I start thinking, OK, oh, you this- introduce a new body shape and then now I got to have new tooling. Mm-hmm. Right. To do yeah. for the CNCs. And then I got to have tooling that holds all those things. And every step I'm like, fuck, that's expensive. Right. That's really expensive. Like, do I really want to do that? Like, I got to be sure maybe at custom shop I can make the the wacky Ted McCarty teardrop guitar that oh, they yeah. made, whatever that was. The, what do they call Theo? it? The tulip looking one? The Theo? Yeah. Right. You can make a limited run because you can do it at a custom shop where it's not maybe not as expensive to kind of get something new rolling down the pike. But sure. like. It's like, like, like that's where my brain goes. I'm like, oh, that sounds expensive. And right. I got to be sure that people are going to buy this thing if I'm going to invest in doing all of that in yeah. order to produce something that we don't have on the floor right well, now. Well, maybe this should move into the last bullet point of yes. the, the topic is if we ran Gibson, yes. if we bought Gibson tomorrow, which, okay. I mean, like, let's face it, we, we could. I got we 20 bucks. To. Yeah. Yeah. I could I could pitch it. I got two hundred dollars. I got five on it. <laughs> um, yeah. Like what? What? So you go first. What would you do? Um, like, and I, this I, is money's no object. This is you creating the company that you think that Gibson should be. I mean, I I truly, you know, and this isn't ass kissy in case you fire my ass and I gotta go go <laughs> go, go talk to Cesar and say, hey Cesar, what's up, bro? Um, <laughs> But I really do think that he's on the right path with it, which I think is like tripling down on, you know, sort of like finding the artists that people associate with, you know, Gibson Uh and then also bring some people back. Yeah. That like, you know, maybe really want to be playing Gibsons and then got a little disillusioned with things. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, the guy that they're working with a lot now, like Mark, Mark Morton from Lamb of God. Right. Is a great example of that. Right. Which is like anybody of that age is going to be like Les Pauls. Yeah. Everybody does. Right. It's like it's just ingrained in there. Right. And he's off playing, you know, uh, I think a signature Jackson guitar that they made for him. And now he's just playing like vintage shit. Yeah. You know, he's got a Badlander and he's got that. And I, I, I think that, you know, if Cesar sort of pushes himself into the forefront as a guy who's doing artist relations and is a guy that you want to talk to, he's a point man that cares that, you know, that's what I would do. Like, yeah. Cause I am that person. Like I am a metal fan. Like I've got my bona fides. Like, so if I ran it, like I would do it where it's like, you know, my first call would be James and I would figure out how to right. make it happen because it's like, yes, he's played ESP for a long time, but like the, the, so what guitar is an 84 Explorer and you know, Cesar right. took care of that this week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I got a, I got a text message and it distracted my mind. Oh my God. But he, they did the eighties Explorer, not in white yet, not but, yet. It's, but it's coming. We hope. We hope he said it was coming oh, he did. later he, this he, year in a comment. Did. Yeah, Cesar did. So I would I would somehow make that happen, right? And I know it's like again, it's an, another dinosaur of the industry. The guy's been recording for forty years, <laughs> but you just you have to like. I think if you make good and you've got people happy out there playing Gibsons and like the the family grows, yeah, in that way where these people like you and they trust you and the guitars 
are quality and they can recommend them and all that stuff. I think it's like that's where you've got to start. And then, you know, if I was trying to figure out like, you know, like, you know, kind of counter what Fender's doing, because Fender, mm-hmm. like, let me give you an example of this. As somebody that was running a guitar company at, and and looking and doing bolt-on, you know, just similar energy to what Fender was doing, every single time I saw a new artist and I'm like, oh, that person's interesting, yeah. already had a video with Fender. Mm-hmm. Every single time. Oh, yeah. Every single time. They are maniacal at this. Yeah. And I think it's good. I think you have to, you know kind of go down that road a little bit and say like how do i how do i do that like yeah. how do i do that to where it's it's a little spray and pray yeah where you're like i just need this to be and, and you know with the gibson garage and having some uh, a hub for artists and people to come and do different things i think they're already on the way with that but yeah. i think it's sort of like not and never really thinking that you're gonna hit on somebody that's gonna be like wow like this person's gonna sell like sure. you know is is her for Fender, like selling a lot of guitars, I think it was like I think her 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 model. is it her or H E R? I have there's, no idea. There's it's I don't I don't I don't know I don't know I don't know we're so old I don't I, have, I don't even know what the music sounds like. Um, Excuse me again. Oh my god. Uh, but, I, that- I, but that, I know that guitar was selling well. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I know that, but I, I read it. But it it I mean I don't know. Like they're they're really like you said they're spraying and praying, and I think. I think it's kind of what you have to do. You have to do that. You got, and if you have the money to do that, you're hoping. Well, yeah. But it's like if it's 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 sort of like. But to be fair, a lot of their guitars, like like the only one I can think of that's not really that's changed is the Corey Wong Strat body's kind of smaller. But most of the time, it's just a color way. Yeah, and it's not, not. It's not hard. Like, yeah, yeah, you're not doing anything crazy. Yeah. Because I, I, you know, but I think that the, the, I mean, then this is the inherent difficulty. If I'm sitting here with Gibson and I want to do a SIG with somebody, it's like, yeah, but you can't really touch the guitar. Yeah. Like I can do pickups and I can do this and I could do that, but you're not, like, I can't change anything. Yeah. It's because, just neck shape and finish. Yeah. Basically. Which is, it, it hinders you. So I'm sort of like necessarily like not ne- not necessarily worried about too much i mean maybe it's just you're just riding it out right yeah like you're just like these are our artists we're gonna we're gonna make good with everybody that's played gibsons and like whoever has strayed whoever should be playing gibsons we're gonna go in there and say like you're not get rid of all that stuff you're playing this i don't know how i would do that i would charm them you yeah know? yeah you know it's matthew time give him yeah. the, the donut Oh man, chocolate donuts always work on me, <laughs> and and I would just you know I'd run it into the ground <laughs> there <laughs> until, you go. until there wasn't anybody left that wanted to buy a Gibson because it's all crusty old men shit. Yeah, but it's like I just uh, you know it's, uh, it's just that, that pop culture gambit. It's just it's mm-hmm. not there. So it's like fuck. How do you even deal with that? Well, one so thing you, you're running Gibson now. I, I just rambled forever. I think I would do very similar things, but the one thing I would want to do is kind of copy what prs has done with the s2 line interesting and have a more affordable line that's still american made mm-hmm. i think this would i mean this is this is if if money was no object i think it would require and this is why I, they should have never sold memphis um they have a whole nother production facility that they could have utilized but anyway uh-huh. um, i feel like if if that became <clears throat> your way of making instruments that were more accessible, more uh, like uh, just affordable. What would be the difference from that and like the Les Paul um, <clears throat> like studio guitars? Well, so or I would some want of the to, other ones that they've done over the years that they they offer right now. Well, I think it needs to be all new shapes. It needs to be all new stuff, like an, an affordable, like simple strip back. So it's guitars. clearly it's different. Yeah. Not, no, it's not a, a shittier version. No. Because, I mean, no offense, but, like, that's kind of what they are. Yeah, I mean... You have the Les Paul standard, and everything underneath is just kind of not exactly what you want. Yeah, I mean, I guess they've gotten away with... Gone away with a lot of that, because it is... They like, did, yeah. Because there was the traditional and the traditional pro, and then the, the studio, and then the the the, the T. You know, there's, just like, so many different mm. models. Like, who can keep up with that? Yeah. But I think you make, you make Melody Makers... You make them in the bright Gibson colors because Gibson, they they have way more than sunbursts. They they have done incredibly vibrant bright colors, um, and you do simple one two pickup 
models that can appeal to a ton of, mm-hmm. of players and and you bring back something that's going to kind of eat into the fender camp because that's i think that's where they're getting killed is like they have don't have a solid single coil option everything that is single coil is p90 and it's yeah. it's you know it's still very loud and you know p90 is the output is no different than a humbucker so it's not given a lot of people that want to play a lot of the the very popular guitar music this like neo soul thing like you can do it on a humbucker and people do but most time you see these people playing strats silver skies yeah jazz masters jaguars sure. and so i think if they if 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 i was running the show i would try to set up some sort of facility to make those guitars and make them as affordable and um accessible as 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 possible while being uh a a little bit louder maybe try not to alienate all the old guard but but bring in younger people who want to play something that has a little bit more simplicity and um just a bolder look to it yeah i think that's what they should do or that's what i would that's what you would do yeah and, I, and I've talked about a lot of those guitars coming back, but I never thought of the S2 thing until, you know, recently. Yeah, and that's but, an interesting thing. I think that if you if you see S2 guitars, you know right away that it's a different than the core line, that they yeah. make them specifically differently. But quality-wise, I don't think that they're any different than The only thing the they do stuff. is... It's a different is, carve. Well, the carve's different, and the, the electronics, electronics are imported. Um, but I don't think... I don't think it detracts from them at all. I think the S2 mm. stuff, if you can get past some of the simplicity in the the body stuff, they they're they're great, great guitars. And yeah. I think Gibson could and should yeah. do something. They just, yeah, and I know that like in the past, one of my things that I always said that was a, a problem I thought with Gibson, or at least can always be a problem, is that if you're making guitars in a factory and you're all you're making a, a, a bunch of different stuff if there is a quality difference and a, a major price difference then it can screw with your quality overall because yeah. everybody needs to be trained exactly the same way so you basically have to figure out how to make them less expensive without doing anything it's just by feature wise being different and not necessarily like well that one's okay because it's only 7.99 like they got yeah. real low they made some usa stuff that was like real cheap yeah they they brought back I don't know if it was exactly the melody maker or something, but it was, it was kind of like that. And, oh man, they were, they were bad. They were Rough. really bad. Yeah, I remember those. The, the, like the finish was bad. The pickups were really bad. They were just using some like cheap Epiphone stuff. And like, I mean, Epiphones, I mean, we haven't even talked about it, but they're so much better than they were. But I, I don't know that they, they, it, it's a fine line to walk, yeah. but I think you could walk it. Yeah. So. I mean, that's that's sort of where we're at. You know, it's uh, this is a uh, a really interesting job for Cesar to figure out. Yeah. I mean, I think that based on five years ago, I think Gibson's in a better place. Oh, yeah. And I think that's that's good. And I, the thing I've always said about this is that, you know, it's the classic rising tide lifts all boats. I need Gibson to kick ass because Gibson yeah. kicks ass. That's better for everybody in the industry because it's such a big name and they have such a force and they're, you know. What the, if they can do big things and do really good things? It's just good for everybody. Oh yeah, totally. Well, let's uh, waiting for that phone call. Yeah, yeah. If you have uh, guys, if you ever need any advice, we're <laughs> right here. We can leave a voicemail. We'll give you advice. Yeah, leave us a voicemail on Please. on our our anchor website. We will answer any question about anything. Yeah, Cesar, he's got my he's got my Instagram thing. Yeah. I send him messages and he thumbs up some <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> like Cesar, Cesar. <laughs> But no, I'm I'm excited. So, um, oh yeah, yeah. Well, let's do our first ad read. I'm ready. Here we go. Are you going to read it or am I going to read it? Uh, we'll find out. All right. <laughs> wow, that was great. Wasn't that good? That was so good. I don't know if I've ever heard anyone do a better ad read than that. That was it was the best. You or I did incredible. Well, yeah. <laughs> it is yet to be seen. Well, what do we got next, buddy? We got what are you buying? What are you buying? What are you selling? All right. I already talked about this. Oh, yeah. Gibson reissued the 80s Explorer, Mm -hmm. right? And they put it out in every color that you could possibly imagine as long as it's black. (laughs) 
<laughs> the Henry Ford model. The Henry of- Ford model, which is rad. Everybody in in the the known universe wants the white one. <laughs> I know. And so what are the what? So this is the Cesar thing. We just talked about him for for thirty minutes. What's he fucking thinking, dog? I don't What's know. What's the deal? It, it's an odd thing. Uh, it's an odd thing to only do the black. I mean, like I, I have theories. I think it's a test of concept. Like, are these going to sell? Yeah, I think they will. I think they'll sell really well. Yeah, but and what yeah. are what are the differences? What makes it an '80s Explorer there's instead n- of there's no pick guard? There's no pick guard. Uh, the controls are a little different. Uh, like are, yeah. check mark down near the bottom. Yep. Right. Yep. And uh, it's got Grover tuners. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's about it, right? Yeah, I think the original would have had an ebony board. This one's got a rosewood board. A lot of people were moaning about that. You just yeah. buy. You just buy you some some uh, uh, what do I use fret doctor yeah and you rub, rub it on there rub it on there and it's gonna be good dark as midnight so yeah I I here's my thing this is my conspiracy theory ah uh, they got James no and they they got him no come they, on. Did, they didn't get him oh, they come didn't on get him. I'm sorry no if they got James he would be playing Gibson's more well they just played their first show of the tour yeah of uh, seventy two seasons tour and they're there he was not playing. Any Gibson's. He's playing his his Electra V. His Electra V, and, and he's got his ESPs. His ESPs. Yeah, his vul- his uh, Vulture and his uh, you know Snake Bite, mm-hmm. a couple other things. All yep. some custom you know style explorers that he plays. But he that did, wood he did... one that's all pointy. They played mm-hmm. on S and M. Yep. Who made that? Can't remember. Yeah. Why do I not know that? I, I know the know. name. You say the name, I'm going to be mad. I'm gonna be like, I know uh, the name of the guy who made Gooberson. <laughs> Doug Gooberson. <laughs> no, but he, in the recording of of this record, he did play the So What '84 Explorer. Yeah. And so, you know, so the, of course my 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 main my main brain my main Ugh. brain goes straight to they're going to make a bigger deal about it because they got James on board. But I think you're probably right. They just wanted to like, how many can we sell? We'll sell way more black ones if it's the only one, and yeah. then we'll sell all the white ones when we come out with them. Yeah, right. I don't. It's it's exciting. I, I when I I saw it, I sent it to you, and we're like, you oh did. my god. And I think that it's a good move um, because so many people have wanted that guitar. An Epiphone made one for a minute. Yeah, uh, they made the '84 uh, model, and it's not exactly right. And apparently, this one, according to the the internet the, the sleuths. Dweebs. The internet sleuths. Well, somebody put a side by side and they showed how the body shape is different. Yeah. And my answer to that is the same about Gibson doing more body shapes is they got it's already done. Like yeah. all the if they have an explorer body shape. Yeah. Unless it's significantly different to where people are like it's 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 actively distracting. Mm-hmm. Then they're not going to change it because it costs so much money. It looks and the it looks old clo- one looks yeah. a little like like a little bit smaller waisted or something. I don't like yeah. one. I, I don't know. I looked at one. I was like, it looks a little different. Yeah. But who who cares? Yeah. So what? <laughs> so what exactly? That's it. But I do, I do think though that there is some speculation that there will be, <clears throat> even if James isn't on board a custom shop version that they're going to like the white will have a custom shop version. No way. Yeah. No, they can't do that without his permission. No, they won't. They won't put his name on it. Just but make it'll a relic Murphy Lab eighty four. Yes, and I it'll mean, look exactly pretty, like it. You put except dirty fingers or EMGs or yeah. I don't think they'll put EMGs on it. Yeah. Oh my god! Like go all the way and just not put his name on it. Yeah. Wow. Um, put his funny. set in it. <laughs> that, well, that's what I'll do anyway. But I want one. Obviously, continuing down my path of of uh, just only playing Metallica riffs. <laughs> right. And uh, that's that's I will be waiting patiently for the white one to come out. Well, what you selling? Um, everything. Yeah. God, I'm so lazy. Get out of it. I Get know. All I of know. It. People. They, okay. People just need to come to the shop and then <laughs> offer me cash because then I'll, maybe I'll sell stuff. I'm just busy. I get like no time to myself at all. I just got yeah. all family stuff. I need to take like a good work day. Where like I come here, you don't pay me, and I just work. Sweet, <laughs> let's do more of that. <laughs> and I don't work on anything with those, and I just get like take pictures and get all my stuff organized. That's that's, that's, that's the hard thing. thing. The hardest thing is just getting the photos and like I know. thinking of like the copy I you want to write. Everybody's seen my Instagram. If you've seen something you want, just send me a message and maybe I'll sell it to you. Yeah, perfect. All right, what are you buying? Uh, I so. Like you, yes. I've been. We're uh, obsessed right now. Yeah, you uh, like. I go through seasons of music, yep. uh, which is ironic using that term. But 
I'm in a Metallica mode. Yeah. And I've always wanted it, and I need to get one. I want one of the Kirk Hammett guitars. Yes, you should. Hell and yeah. There's the there. So there's currently there's the 202, which yeah. is the import LTD. Yeah. There's a 602, which is set neck. Uh, and then there's the the KH2, which is the ESP mm-hmm. Japanese full fat expensive, really expensive. And I don't know if I want to pony up the money for that because this is a whoa. I'm so <laughs> sorry, man. You I sound like a, that seismic bomb in Attack of the Clones. I need a burp bomb. Hey, may the fourth be with. <laughs> but uh, I think this is like an itch scratching guitar, right? Yeah. In more ways than one. There's just some points on it, so I can really get. We we're, get we're going full pointy right now. That's right. With all our guitars. So I want to get the five o two. Okay. Which is set neck, yeah. but yes. they only have the little skulls on the 12th fret. Okay. Because I do think Kirk's black guitar, his double cut super strat thing with the Floyd and the EMGs. Yeah, the caution hot guitar. The caution hot guitar, yeah. Yeah. The, um, the skull inlays, yeah. they, they're a bit goofy. Yeah. I, there, there was like a the KH25, which was like an anniversary guitar that was distressed and had the caution hot sticker. It actually had skulls that are a little bit more... Uh, mean looking. Yeah. Um, but the ones on the normal guitars are a little bit. They're like they're a little soft. They don't have yeah. any teeth. You know, it's just <laughs> you like want a, mean. You want meaner skulls. It's like a a pa- an upside down pair with eyes <laughs> and two dog bones. And it's just not like you th- you see that and you're like Jolly Roger. Oh yeah, cool, mean. And you look get real close. And you're like, oh, that doesn't look like anything. <laughs> um, so the five hundred two doesn't have that. It just yeah. has dots, except okay. at the twelfth fret. So that's a little more palatable. Yeah, is that what you're saying. So basically, yeah. I want to get that, and then I know what'll happen. I'll get it, and I'll go. Oh, I hate this. <laughs> the neck. I'll just hate it. Like, but I. So you I just need to get it out of your system. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to buy one, but I also haven't played a proper Kirk Hammett guitar in uh years. Yeah. 15 years like it's been a long time because yeah. i've been playing guitar since i was 15 yeah so i'm 38 mm-hmm. so how is how long is that 20 well when did you last play one well i'm just trying to figure out how long i've played guitar 23 so, years 23 years yeah i feel like it's the actually last... funny that's how long i've been playing guitar weird yeah i feel like I'm the last time I, I feel like the last time i actually got one off a rack and mm-hmm. tried, tried it, it yeah i was playing it at sam ash on a trip with my dad so i didn't even drive so that it might it might have been like 20 years ago so i had no idea what i was doing but we're gonna go play one we're gonna go uh, is that ne- next weekend yeah next friday if it's in stock one. i need to make sure it's i need to stock. message him and yeah. say hey well we want to play thing. everything they've got yeah we're going to guitars to be played yeah they do not have a storefront here in nashville yet yeah but we're gonna go check their stuff out yeah yeah but then selling, I don't know. I'm going to sell that that Doctor Z amp. I'm just going to lose my shirt over it. Yeah, because I well, it'll go to a good home. You did a lot of work to to get it up and running again. It sounds awesome. It's just like I have too much stuff, and I, I want to offset this guitar. I want to buy this guitar. So if anyone out there has one, and want to trade for a Doctor Z, <laughs> holler at me. Let's go. Something we've already teased. Yes. Multiple well, times. Multiple times. Yeah, because you posted about it on the internet, mm, on a gram, right? On the gram. And then we put it Gram-a-lam. in the gram ding dong <laughs> Then we put it in the newsletter, uh-huh. which everyone that's listening to this subscribes to. Wait, wait, you better. You better. Yeah, you get know? on that newsletter. There's some stuff we, on we there. We like to sneak some stuff in. So we've yeah. got a run of pedals coming up later this year. Uh-huh. It's very exciting, and it's a, it's a tease because you can't see which ones it's going to be. Yeah, you see some shapes, but you know if you if you're not on the newsletter and didn't get this one, then you can't see it. So yes. sucks to be you. I guess. When you sign up for a newsletter, you just, you just those old ones are just you don't get them. They're just dead. That sucks. Yeah, they got to be a way that you could we we could no. Then people would have all the old coupons and uh, all right. these ways yeah. to save on fantastic merchandise. <laughs> and that's those long sold out. But right. um, Any, yeah. what. There's there's a lot of vibes on this one. There, That's yeah. what we'll say. A lot of vibes. And there's an aesthetic that we landed on that immediately when we saw it, we were like, that's it. That's it? It's super cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it. There you Episode go. Episode 8, Pedal Pushers. Go give if, us a follow. Give us a follow. You leave a voicemail about what you would do if you ran Gibson. Yeah. If you said, Cesar called you up and said, I just want to play guitar with Dave Mustaine all day. Yeah. You run Gibson. Call us up. Tell us what you would do. 
Take a mortal man. <laughs> <laughs> Sweating I bullets. I don't I don't like Megadeth. <laughs> Whoa. Shots fired. I'm sorry. I, Countdown to Extinction and Euthanasia. Those two records I love. I I, I think there's some songs on the earlier eras, you know, the classics. Uh-huh. Thrash era that I, I dig some of them. But I like those two records a lot, and that's kind of like... And actually, you know, the the two pop records that they did in the late 90s, because they followed Metallica's lead with Load Reload, they right. did, you know, pretty pretty poppy records. Uh-huh. You know, uh, Cryptic Wings or Cryptic Writings. Is it Cryptic Writings? I have no and idea. And then Risk. They had some good songs on there. I yeah. I just don't like Dave Mustaine's voice. Yeah. I, I like the guitar playing. Sweating Bullets is great. <laughs> That is some great. Hello, to... me. Meet the real me. Oh, that one. That yeah. one's terrific. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a song. I'll, it's a song. Uh... Wow. <laughs> I'll listen to it on the way home. So. Please do. Please do. Well, right. I think that's it for this week. Yeah. Give let's, us let's... give us a follow, a like, a review, whoa, 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 whoa. all the things. Okay. And let's get out of here. All right. Yeah.